Poppy and Lee on Listener. It's breakfast whenever you want it. Bit happening across the Riverina today, headlined by an amazingly huge music tour. But we're also going to talk about mental health, Poppy. Break yeah. the stigma workshops are happening. Yeah, and I think I've come up also with a million billion dollar idea for a movie. So we'll talk about that too. But Lee, I mean, I just feel like we can't waste any time here because you and I, big names, obviously. It's the Poppy and Lee podcast. Yeah, There's course. a reason. We're of the course. big names. Yeah, yeah. However, I'm more than happy to hand over at least my mantle of the biggest name on the show. I don't know how you feel about no, handing I'm, yours I'm over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. the second biggest mantle in the show. <laughs> um, I think we both come and are very distant second and third to this man, Lee, because... We're talking to a wiggle. Yeah, Simon from The Wiggles joins us today. How are you going, mate? Bobby and Lee, great. How are you? Really, really good. Really excited to have The Wiggles in Wagga, which is actually much harder to say than you would think it is. <laughs> How is the tour going at the moment? Oh, look, it's been great. You know, this uh, the Great Wiggly Road Trip. The Great Wiggly Road Trip is coming to Wagga. You know, that is quite tricky to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, we've we had a great time. You know, we, we, we love getting out and about and, um, you know, particularly around regional New South Wales and doing these, these smaller shows and getting a chance to see everyone. And, of course, over the last couple of years, that has all stopped. So the fact that we are now back out on the road and, and, and coming to Wagga or here in Wagga is, is fantastic. Talk to us about the lineup changes that the uh, Wiggles have announced recently as well. This is really exciting. Yeah, look, you know, exciting evolution of the Wiggles. The Wiggles have been going for 31 years now and they continue to evolve. So we, we had a, a concept which is on YouTube called Fruit Salad TV where we introduced um, four new Wiggles. Sahai was one of them originally in the colour red, but then, of course, when Emma left the group, then Sahai has now come into yellow. And Katarina is a new red wiggle. We have John in purple, we have Kelly in yellow, and we have Evie in blue, and plus, of course, Lockie, myself, and Anthony. So it's a, there's, we need a bigger car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how big is the big red car? Big enough for all eight of you? Yeah, no, not quite. So we might, we might need a bus. I don't yeah. know, we're, still, we're still working that out. But, you know, it's great. We, we just wanted, you know, the world of the wiggles to reflect the world that we live in. And so we... Uh, you know, introduce some new, new, exciting and very talented Wiggles to the group and we're having a great time. Might have to upgrade to the big red Land Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right, yeah. <laughs> what is it like getting some, I guess, young, like, Sahai is like 16 or something. What is it like, I guess, having a bit of an age range between all of the Wiggles? Yeah, well, there is quite a, you know, I think Anthony said, Anthony's 58, I just turned 50, which sort of, um, you know, shocked me when I, (laughs) that's right, (laughs) and Loggy's mid-30s and Sahai's 16, Uh, you know, children, you know, they they might see the colour grey hair on Anthony, but they don't (laughs) tend to see age, but I I think it's the beauty of the wheels, we we all get to be ourselves, we just bring ourselves and our talents and our skills, you know, to what we do in the shows and the television, everything we do, the the amazing thing about Sahai, we have to keep reminding ourselves that Sahai is 16, she's so talented, she's so mature, she's, um, you know, just such a wonderful person and she's going so well that we, we actually do have to remind ourselves how young she is at times. <laughs> 31 years, you said that the Wiggles have been going. What is the secret, do you mm. think, to your continued success? Because, like, you come to town now and the kids now are as excited as they would have been 31 years ago when the Wiggles came to town. Yeah, I mean, I think that is, is the beauty of what the Wiggles do. The foundation of the Wiggles is all about music. And it's about entertaining and educating children at early stages of the development. The original Wiggles were early childhood teachers. And so that foundation, those fundamentals have remained the same, regardless of lineup change over the years, whatever's happened. And so 
that that is the core of what we do. We we want to entertain, but we also want to educate, and we want to do it through music. And that um and that's that's held in children, regardless of you know the way they view things now with screens and everything is very different. But children children have remained exactly the same, and and they want to be entertained in the same way. Catching up this morning with Simon Wiggle, the Wiggles are of course in town today. I mean, don't think about getting tickets because they sold out oh. yonks ago. But <laughs> Simon, what was the moment like when you were handed your very own red skivvy? What was that like? I mean, we talk about how big the Wiggles have been for 31 years. Is there pressure that comes with it? Well, you know, there, well, there was originally. I mean, you know, you, you had 20 years of the original Wiggles. And so I think there was this kind of feeling of, oh, what's it going to look like now when three of the original Wiggles retired and how's this going to work? I think um, maybe grown-ups have a, a, a little harder time dealing with change than children <laughs> do. <laughs> um, you know, but so we were nervous. We didn't know what was going to happen. But, you know, once we got started, everyone embraced the wheels and new look of the wheels. And, you know, we've just kind of gone from strength to strength. And so it's 10 years, 10 years for myself and Lockie now. And we've just been having an amazing time. And it continues to grow. And we love what we do. And we really feel very fortunate that we can do what we do. Standing up on stage, which are your favourite songs to sing to uh, rip out to the audience? You know, one of the classics, some of the classics, but Rocker by Your Bear is such an incredible song. It is this wonderful marriage and mix between singing, words, action, and to see and hear a whole audience singing Rocker by Your Bear, doing the actions together. We, we usually start our show with Rocker by Your Bear, which we, which we uh, will today in Wagga, and it is one of the great, great songs which kind of um, encompasses everything the wheels do, that, that marriage of um, action, words, entertaining, educating, all those kind of things. Who gets more excited about the classic wiggle songs like Big Red Car, Hot Potato, the parents or the kids? I, I think the parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the parents now, you know, grew up with the wiggle, so they're reliving it. We're also, see, we've got a couple of tours going on at the moment. We're, we're doing our regional New South Wales tour, you know, here today in Wagga, and we've also got an arena tour going on at the moment, which is Fruit Cellar TV Big Show Tour, and the OGs, the original wiggles, then do a concert at night as well for 15 years and older. And they do the concert exactly the same way that you would, they, would, they did it when the audience was three years old. There's no change. And you've got all these adults and grown-ups coming to the Wiggles show to see the original Wiggles. And I think Rod Laver Arena the other weekend, there was like 11,000 people there at, at, at night time seeing the original Wiggles all singing Hot Potato and singing Rocket by Your Bear just like they did when they were three. It's, it's really special. The nostalgia that happened, has happened, you know, and no one could have predicted that, but it is amazing. Everyone would still know all the actions to every single one of those songs. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what surprises everyone. The song starts, <laughs> they go, and they start singing it. They remember it. It's embedded in there. It's there for life. <laughs> the, wig- the Wiggles was my first ever, like, actual live show, live anything, mm. and was the first movie I ever saw. I went to the cinemas to see The Wiggles. I was a proper wiggle, like wiggler when I was a kid. I was a proper fan. Fantastic. But, you know, we remind ourselves all the time that this is probably, for a lot of children, it is their first experience of, of, of live entertainment. And so we, we take that really seriously as well as having a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? I'm sure your parents are happy when you grew out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went from the Wiggles and then I think my next concert was the was Oasis. So sort of yeah, right. polar opposites. <laughs> there, was nothing, there was no middle ground with you. <laughs> Hell of a step up. Um, Simon, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. All the best for your show in Wagga today. And so good to uh, have you as part of uh, on the great Wiggly road trip. And hopefully the big red car holds up. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that's right. Hopefully the suspension's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um, great to talk to you guys, and we love being here, Morgan. And I'll tell you what, we love having you here as well. Uh, the Red Wiggle, Simon, joins us here with Poppy and Lee. Oh, that was exciting. That oh, was exciting. so good. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest name I've ever spoken to. Yes, right up there. I reckon that and um, I once interviewed Dan- – I was once part of interviewing Daniel Ricciardo. Part of interviewing Daniel? I was on work experience. So I got to be in the studio and, like, help write questions and stuff like that yeah. um, back when I was at uni. And I just remember being like, radio's so cool because, like, my second work placement, I interviewed Dan Ricciardo. And then you get to work with me. Like, yeah. it's just been up and up ever since then. Well, it's kind of plateaued for a little bit there. But now we've spoken to Simon Wiggle. So um, <laughs> we're sort of back up – Again, and you need to keep the bar that high. Um, Lee, something that's really important, and I know that we talk about it a little bit, um, and that's mental health and breaking the stigma around mental health. There's a workshop happening in Holbrook, and it's being run by C. Jones Training, and Chantelle Jones from C. Jones Training is joining us. Chantelle, can you tell us a little bit about the Break the Stigma workshop? Yes, so I'm currently running what we call Calm Care, in the Holbrook community, which is a workshop that's based around suicide awareness and breaking the stigma around suicide. Um, So just because of the triggering nature of the workshop, I changed the event name to Break the Stigma, Mm. um, just to help people to read a little bit further than that first word. Um, But it teaches the participants how to actually talk about suicide and help those who might not be travelling so well in their community. Um, to sort of take a little bit of that pressure off the mental health system as well. So to create a community full of support rather than having to reach out to a service to get help. Can you talk to us about, I guess, the importance of something like this and the importance of support when it comes to improving mental health outcomes? Yep. So to me, it's really important to improve mental health outcomes in every community. Um, So it will be coming to more communities than just Holbrook. It's just Holbrook was the first um, community because I live here. Um, But pretty much too too many lives are lost each day to suicide. So statistics show that in Australia, nine people per day lose their life to suicide. And they also show us that mental health and suicide are not always linked. So you can be vulnerable to suicide without any mental health condition. So it doesn't discriminate. Um, We also know that between 80 and 85% of Australians are touched by suicide within their lifetime. So it's my goal through these workshops to create the community who is equipped with the tools, the knowledge and the confidence to assist someone who might not be travelling so well, not only with suicide, but also just with their general wellbeing and reaching out for support when they need it. And to me, the Breaking the Stigma event is the first step towards improving our community's support system. And also, like I said, taking some of that pressure off the mental health system because majority of the time we don't need a psychologist, we don't need a counsellor, we just need someone to listen and to validate what we're going through and so that we know that we're not alone. Can you talk to us a little bit about Calm Care? Yeah, so Calm Care is the half-day workshop that I'll be running on uh, Saturday. So it was developed by Suicide Programs Australia so they're a company from Queensland um, who are specialists in the suicide intervention and prevention field. Um, so to be able to do this training, I did a train-the-trainer with suicide programs that pretty much teaches me the ins and outs of the program and how to actually facilitate it. 
And then from there, it's just taking that message to the community pretty much to anybody who will listen. Absolutely. Was it and was it for you, I guess, doing that course, um, was that an eye-opening experience? Did you? What did you learn through doing, I guess, the Train the Trainer course? Um, what did you learn about conversations around mental health? It was really eye-opening, to be completely honest. I have personal lived experience and like, I've helped people in the past with suicide, but it was more knowing what you do, what, like, why you do what you do as a human. So, like, you know that when somebody's struggling, you don't want to just fix their problem. You want to make sure that they know that they're heard and that you do care and you're not just trying to palm them off. So both Calm and Calm Care go into that and teach you sort of why you structure a conversation the way that you do to make somebody feel heard. So it was really eye-opening. And the other thing that um, really resonated with me when I did it was just how high the statistics are. So I mentioned just before that in Australia we lose nine lives to suicide every day. That's just the deaths that have actually been able to be ruled as a suicide. So it doesn't include um, some means that might leave a question mark as to whether it was intentional or not. Guys, we should also mention that if you are experiencing a crisis, Lifeline is always there, 13, 11, 14, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They've also got some amazing online resources where you can uh, use uh, text to communicate, so uh, either on the computer or over the phone as well. Beyond Blue, one 22 Chantel, for people who want to take part in these workshops, obviously Holbrook uh, this weekend, but you're planning on expanding them, uh, where can they go? Yep, so at the moment I have a Facebook page which is just C. Jones Training. Uh, you can reach out on there or you can email me at cjonestraining at iCloud.com and I'll be able to head you in the right direction. I am in the middle of developing a website but it's not quite finished. <laughs> no, those things can take some time. Chantel, thank you so much for joining us, Chantel Jones. Um, the Break the Stigma workshop happening this weekend in Holbrook and thank you for the amazing work you're doing in this space. Thank you. No problem. 17 past seven on the Riverinas Triple M. Those numbers again. Lifeline, if you are experiencing a crisis, 13, 11, 14. Beyond Blue do some amazing work in the space as well. one 36 and both of those have online resources as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Make sure you reach out if you need help. It's so important. It certainly is. Uh, Poppy and Lee with you today. Now, Poppy, yes. you rolled into the studio. Yeah, and, confident. And you're like, I've got... The greatest movie idea. And we've been talking a little bit this week about the uh, Travelling Film Festival. We're going to catch up with Sonama Rodriguez about the uh, Travelling Film Festival tomorrow, and that's in town. Yeah, Lee. I mean, I'm not sure this would come under Travelling Film Festival, as this would be a uniquely Australian film. Uniquely Australian. This film... Probably, you know, I don't the think... merger had some good play overseas, Backyard yeah. Ashes as well. No, this would be uniquely Australian. Like, I don't think you could make this film as effectively in any other country. Okay, yeah. So, like, Crocodile Dundee is another one that's uniquely Australian. Yeah, it, yeah. It just this, wouldn't work out. This would involve a crocodile oh, cool. in, so, in some sense. Okay, yeah, um, I'm in. It would also involve a cassowary, so it's a nature well, film, be good. a yep. pineapple, lobster, galah. Banana, all these think, things, but make them big. I think the Galahs being the one who might be creating yeah. the film. So all these things, but make them big, right? Yeah. The premise of the film is all of Australia's big things come to life and they're not all nice. 
Oh, so like you've got your big merino tramping around. And- I mean, that thing would be swinging its nutsack left, right, and centre. You, it'd be causing that thing would cause more damage than the big cassowary, just on the swing. What about um? What about like the big potato? Do you? No, like- it comes to life like a Mr. Potato head style. <laughs> you've got the big pineapple, which's gone around spiking everyone. Yeah. Um, the big stubby, the big wine bottle. They'd spend the entire time running away from the big bogan, who's oh, up in Ningen. How, how good is the big bogan? You've got the big boxing crocodile. Who you'd be scary. trying to keep him away from the big barrel of rum? Isn't there like a big spider just on one of them? There's a big. Fu- there's a big. The... Isn't there a big funnel web? Yeah, I somewhere? think there's a big funnel web, but I think the big spider is actually close to us. I think it's in Urana. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, so that's this is what I meant. It's a great film. It's a great premise. So what's the like? What's the outcome? What, like, I mean, it's great. Oh yeah, all these things come to life. But so I think that the outcome is like obviously there becomes like a a bit of a a bit of a battle. Or, or, you know, they kind of all come to life as if like big a King Kong style sort of thing. But then I reckon what happens is like a human character. So yep. and it would be it would be an animated film, I think, probably easiest way to do that. And then the animated character would maybe like a human would maybe build a new big thing, title of the film, the next big thing. <gasps> yes, yes, yeah, I know. I like that. Would build a new big thing to go and like either battle or reason with the big things. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a fight scene. They've got enough fighting going on in the world. Come but just on, like no. go and reason with the big pineapple and tell it why it's got such a good life just being a big thing and doesn't need to go around spiking everyone with its spiky, spiky skin. Come on. If you're going to do it, you've got to do a battle at the end. Yeah, that's true. And because it's got to be like the cassowary and the bundle web spider. But I reckon like against everyone else and the boxing kangaroo. But like I reckon you, they, the human character builds a big thing that like helps recruit some of the other big things, but then they can't get some of the evil ones across the line. The, like the big koala's got red eyes. That thing's not friendly. I feel like the like all I'm thinking. That's a lot of chlamydia that big thing's got. All I'm thinking. Yeah. Is at the end, is that the next big thing mm. is eating a toasty uh, with some uh, some ham and pineapple and looks <laughs> down and just goes, "I told you you were toast." <laughs> <laughs> Well, the way I picture the last scene is all of the big things climbing back onto their pedestal, like back onto their little pedestals. And so deciding- like the, um, in uh, The Simpsons when the advertising came to life. Yeah. Or like in Toy Story when Andy comes into the room and they all like freeze. Yeah. And they all go back to their spots. But like they'll all go back to their spots and decide that they love their life like, being tourist I feel like you're working this on the run a little bit. No. No, I don't, this I, don't, I don't think that you've got it fully plotted it's out. It's in all my notes here. Um, <laughs> George I, Miller, give him a call. Chris Hemsworth, you can get him on board. Yeah, I think I think I feel like Chris would be like maybe the dad of. I think it's going to be a kid who um, builds the builds the the next big thing. I want it to be a kid. Yeah, like a Jimmy Neutron boy genius. Yeah, that kind of thing. Builds the next big thing and then like Chris Hemsworth's the dad just because I'd like him to be involved because I'm going to be involved. Tucker Wattini to to direct. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, do you know what? It doesn't even have to be Chris. It could be Liam. I think Liam's probably more the more single of the two given that Chris is married with several children Um, and I'm not ready to become a stepmom. So (laughs) I think probably we get Liam involved. Look. Pitch it, see how you go. I'll, it's I'll not provide. a bad idea, though, is it? It's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's the next big thing. The next big thing. I love the name. Thank you. All right, oh. we're off. To, we're off to no, go and see our mate George copyright. Miller. I've, I'm putting copyright on that right now. We're off to see our mate George Miller and uh, pitch that movie. Yeah. Anyway, we won't be here. Somewhere we won't between be here Happy tomorrow Feet and Mad Max. We won't be here tomorrow because we'll be rich from we'll, my million billion. We will be here idea. tomorrow because we will still be poor and working. Actually, and, we will be talking to someone about movies tomorrow. Oh, 
It's Poppy and Lee, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow right here on Listener. See ya. Poppy and Lee. Weekdays from 6 on the Riverine is Triple M. And whenever you want them on Listener.